What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast. I'm Mike. With me is Kev. Not a ton of news coming out of Riverhounds camp, but enough to make us have some opinions based on what we're seeing elsewhere. Feels like we should discuss. Let's go. Everything was just falling into place. Bunky Azil cuts inside. With this Ron Millard, he's oh, so terrific. On the Steven Dos Santos from James. And it's Mertz. Yes. yes. Kev, how's it going? Not bad. Um, December's here. Cold weather's here. Snow's here. I saw. I saw that you guys in Pittsburgh got a bunch of snow. Um, we got a little bit as well. Really? Uh, yeah, we got a little bit. I mean, it didn't stick, obviously. Uh, and I get. I hear it didn't really stick in Pittsburgh either. Um, but uh, well, yeah. I mean, it stuck for a few days, and then the temperature went up to the 40s, so it had no choice but to bail um are all your chickens frozen no 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 no. they're they're doing okay they weren't happy about it i don't i don't get it like i think that did they they tell you that did they like write it in the snow no but like i think our chickens are getting like weak like the the first year that we had them (laughs) there was snow on the ground i'm picturing like russian chickens no i'm just like poor i'm just saying like (laughs) the first year that we had them there was snow on the ground and the first time they went out they were like what is this but then after that they were like walking through the yard like it was no problem these ones they caught like a scent of the snow and they were like nah we're good like we're not going out like i to the point i had to like move their water inside their little chicken run because they weren't even coming out to get that and it's just like you guys need to toughen up man i don't know what's going on here um but no they clarify i'm sure the russian culture is beautiful and wonderful (laughs) i'm not trying to not trying to offend anybody Yeah. yeah No, but yeah, chickens, they're actually, I've told various people this, you're actually um, at, well, the, this these breeds of chickens, you're at more risk of them catching heat stroke in the summer than of them freezing in the winter, because what they'll literally do is just fluff up their feathers like it's a down jacket, and then they're good. Hmm. So they might not be happy about it, but like they're out there and they're fine. They'll um, survive. They'll survive. Yeah. So you doing okay? Yeah, man, I'm I'm doing all right. We got a we got a cat that refuses to let me sleep, so you know, feeling slightly sleep deprived. Um, just trying to come back out of that, but uh, otherwise, I can't complain. You know, we're, I'm here. We got this. Yeah, powering through. That's right. We got this. Let's let's do this. So um, so the reason why we're we're reconvening, we uh, you know um. Uh, Justin and Steve uh, did a show, I think, two weeks ago where they broke down a bunch of stats. Uh, they talked a lot about Louisville. Um, it's definitely worth listening. If you haven't listened to that show, go back and listen to that. But uh, as they mentioned, we got a long off season this year. You know, typically we try to plan to do some interviews, start doing some previews once we get into January. But the fact of the matter is, it sounds like the league's not going to be back until probably May. So we got a lot of time here. We're going to probably try to space things out and break things up. But we thought it was important that we get together and talk this evening because there's a number of things that have happened recently that uh, a lot of fans aren't necessarily thrilled about. And there's a lot of gray area in there. So we wanted to break it all down. This is almost like, I won't say a fan's open letter to Tuffy, but I think this is sort of our open letter to Tuffy about how we're feeling about all of these things. So I'll set the table and then Kev, I'll let you take first crack at sort of how you're feeling about this. A few weeks back, uh, Tommy V, um, 
you know, came out on, uh, I think it was first Instagram, then Twitter, basically saying like, thanks, Pittsburgh. It's been real. Um, I'm moving on to other things. So we knew Tommy V was gone. I think then next came Robbie Mertz, who basically put out a, a heartfelt letter. Also, I think it was on Instagram, followed by Twitter, basically saying like, you know, he's absolutely loved growing up in Pittsburgh, being part of the, the, the hounds, being sort of the Pittsburgh kid. But now it's time for him to move on. Um, and I think if we take just those two in isolation, you know, Tommy V was on the USL all championship first team of the year this year. He's been with the hounds for three years. I think we've always said, especially with those two, that if bigger and better things come calling, go, like we want to see you succeed, go. Um, unfortunately we have no idea where either of them is ending up the rumor is that Robbie is going somewhere where he'll have MLS eyes on him whatever that means I'm doing that in like air quotes I don't know if that means a shot at MLS I don't know if that means with a two team but again regardless if they're trying to 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 better their career they both obviously have the skill set go for it um I think the one that that really sort of like flipped everybody was the word that Ryan James um, is heading to Birmingham um, to join our buddy Nico Brett. And so at that point, when you start looking down the list of players, I think as soon as the season was over, we had sort of a roundtable show where we said, if there was one player you could keep uh, for next season, you know, basically out of the, what, seven of us, those three were absolutely mentioned out of those seven. So what you're doing is you're, you have this core group of players that are now, you know, leaving. And, and, and the word on the street is that we will likely hear some news from the Hounds this week about roster moves and things like that. I get that. That's fine. Um, but the, the thing that I think is a little bit unsettling is the specifically Ryan James heading to Birmingham because this is a trend of... We have players that do really well, that likely get them in, themselves a new position to earn a pay raise, and then they're gone. And that's that's what people are sort of upset about. So, Kev, give me your take on this. How are you feeling about this situation? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, so undoubtedly, you know, fans don't like it when their best players leave, right? I mean, like, that's just plain and simple. No one does. I'm, I'm, I think if we're being honest... I mean, Lily and Tuffy probably, I mean, like don't in an ideal perfect world, they don't want to see them leave either. I mean, who, why would you like what sane person would be like, no, I want Tommy B to go. Um, so from that, so I, yeah, I think like it's completely reasonable for us as fans to be like, Hey, this, this sucks. Like we don't want to see them go. That being said, I think there is a ton of things that obviously we can't know or don't know at this point. Um, and there's a lot of reasons players move. Um, you know, I think the first thing that always comes to mind is financial reasons. Um, but there's a ton of other reasons as well. I mean, there could be like, okay, let's, let's speculate and say in the Robbie Mertz scenario, if a bigger fish comes knocking, it's hard in our position to keep Robbie Mertz here without being, um, I'll say financially irresponsible maybe. Um, and yeah, and then you also have other like personal reasons. Like I, I, I'm not saying this is the reason at all. I don't know this situation, but 
like there is a scenario where Ryan, like Ryan James, always wanted to live in Birmingham, or or, or like so, whatever. Not uh, things it's, like that. Part. It's it's like the Joe Greenspan thing last year, where like no yeah. matter what we were gonna do, he wanted to go to West Coast because he had a girlfriend that was there. Like I get that. Yeah. Right. Um. So, but all of that speculation, a, a, a very real scenario, based off of like historical context is there's a certain model at at the club that says constant turnover is something they go for and a certain financial balancing is important to them and that that creates a culture at the club where you know high turnover is a thing i i think if that's the scenario that's true, that's the one that I think we as fans can get most upset about because, yeah, it's we want to see we, – we want to get attached to players that we know season in and season out, especially good players. Um, we don't want to see – not saying that this is 100% the reason, but we don't want to see slow starts every season because players are getting their feet under them. Um, we want to see – we want to be competing with the other teams that are bringing back – a lot of their first team squads year in and year out and then you know making deep playoff runs so yeah it's not good oh and then in the background context of all of this um you know it's it's financially i'm sure it's not the best year for soccer clubs right i mean like big big uh, big hit for all the clubs and pittsburgh included for not getting uh you know gate gate receipts um so i think there's just so many things that are hard to be, I, to just be like an angry fan screaming over the you know club wall without having all the information. I think it's, it's I'm I'm not going to be the one to do that. But yeah, undoubtedly, like it sucks to see these three players leave. Um, and in an ideal world, you want to keep your best players and continue to grow the squad. That doesn't look like it's going to happen this year. Um, and that's yeah, that's something to be frustrated about. Well, I think I think what I'm slightly more I, I agree with everything you've said, but I think that the team has been fantastic about giving us transparency. But there's obviously certain things that they're not going to share, and that's that's totally the right. I'm not saying that we as fans need to know this stuff, but that sets up a level of speculation that you know when one side sees something happening and there isn't transparency, you start to speculate, you start to guess. There have been. Um, a number of voices who have said, you know, over the past few years that first of all, we know that Lily loves getting a good deal on players. Um, you know, there are a couple of reports where, you know, he, he was very excited about the fact that, you know, he could get multiple players for a price of a leaving player. It's, it's sort of a money ball sort of aspect of things. And you could see that in sort of the way that he builds the teams and that's great, you know, go for it. Um, you also hear that, you know, Tuffy seems to be one that's willing to, to open the pocketbook and, and go spend. So those two things almost seem like they're in, in direct competition at times. Um, you know, there are rumors of improvements to the stadium that they want to make before next year. So it's not like we're hurting so much that it's like there's no money for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that my bigger thing is is that, you know, uh, if Lily wants to play Moneyball, that's fine, and and go out and every year get new players and all of that. But it makes it very difficult from a fan growing perspective 
when you bring in somebody you know who's never been to a game let's just say for all intents and purposes all intents and purposes covid didn't happen and there are people in the seats in 2020 you bring somebody to a game they're like this is fantastic they get attached to a player say that it's robbie mertz great story oh i love this i'm gonna go you know they go and get themselves a merch jersey next year he's gone i understand that that's like that happens that's fine but when you look around and sort of all of the best players that you know most casual fans will recognize are gone from year to year to year to year it makes it very difficult to come back and continue supporting the team and i think that you know this is sort of parallel to the conversation but i think one of the 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 worst things about losing robbie is he was like the guy that was on all the radio stations all of the different shows and the response from all of the the radio hosts from all the journalists was like oh my god like this kid is amazing he is articulate um he is a great representative for this team he was like the hounds you know Roethlisberger or Sidney Crosby to the city in terms of when you think of the Riverhounds journalists and people on the radio would think of Robbie Mertz and now he's gone so your 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 ambassador to like the rest of the city is gone Um, and again if Robbie is leaving to go pursue other things that is fantastic good on you if it turns out he's leaving because you know we just said we don't want to pay you what you're worth then you need to start having another conversation and I'm not saying that's the case with Robbie, but it feels like, this is where, again, it gets into speculation, it feels like there have been cases in the past and that there are signs of it potentially happening this season as well, where there are players that have played their way into better contracts, and rather than giving them the better contracts, we are actively saying, go somewhere else, we will get people for less money. Mm -hmm. Um Now, that, as I said, sort of makes it difficult to support the players on the field when the players on the field are changing every single season. Like you said, we always tend to start the season going, well, we think we're going to be fine, but like we haven't actually seen this team play together. And, you know, most of our preseason games are against college teams. So, like, who knows how good we're going to be? I don't know. So you spend the first few games sort of feeling out the competition and seeing how things go. Um, and it's very hard to generate a lot of interest around a team when you have no idea how good they're going to be every year. So, yeah, well, and I think the thing, I don't know, I try to remind myself is, um, yeah, I mean, ever since Lily's been here, we made the playoffs. One year we finished first in the East, and so it's hard to then go back and criticize a certain approach when – especially compared to historical context this is a it's not a golden era of the club but it's certainly better than it's been um and and so so to kind of compare that and say well you're doing it wrong is but i think we are getting to a point where i kind of i don't know this was the kind of pulse i got from that kind of roundtable conversation we had at the end of the season where and this is the challenge clubs always have is how do you continually try to take the next step mm-hmm. so it feels like we've now established ourselves as a top club in the east um we've made the playoffs of the past you know it's ever since lily's been here um this this sounds 
greedy or whatever. But it, as fans, we're kind of like, yeah, we're a playoff team now. We've seen that. We've experienced that for the past few years. Like, what's the next chapter? Mm-hmm. Like, I want, like, I want to see what's going to happen next. And we, and we're all thinking we want a deeper playoff run, right? Mm-hmm. And how do you do that? I don't know if it's this model, right? I mean, like, you've we talked. You talked before. I, I'm not going to steal all your like sta- uh, informations or whatever. But like, yeah, Louisville has a history of bringing back core group of like starting 11s and doing really well from it. Um, even though that wasn't the case last year. So I, I don't know. I mean, last year there was... So anyway, um, yeah, it's... I, I think I think of like Arsenal, if, if anyone follows the Premier League, back when Arsene Wenger was there. Um, for like, you know, 20 years, they like finished top four, finished top four, finished top four, and they never took that next step. And as a, as an, as a fan from maybe another club that's further down the table... You can be from the outside looking in and being like, what are you guys complaining about? Right. You're making the top four, you're, you're blah, blah, blah. But as a fan living it, you just, you want something. You know, you, you want something new. You don't want to be like, yeah, I know what, what's going to happen this season. And we'll have some fun along the way. And But so, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, all of this, player acquisitions and, and player contracts, I think, play into this, um, especially in the offseason as, as we're like speculating what's going to happen next. Yeah, I mean, to your point, Lily's been here three years. I think we were out in the first round the first year, out in the second round the second year, and then out in the first round this past year. And I think that one of the things that, you know, they always sort of say once you get to the playoffs is you look to those guys that have been there before. You look to that experience. And, yes, we have veterans who individually have been there before, but, you know – in terms of turnover, um, it, it's not – yeah. It, it's never the same team from year to year, and it's never the same build from year to year. And I think that, you know, if one or one of two things were happening, I think fans would be really excited. One, I think if, you know, we were consistently we, – we consider ourselves one of the top teams in the East. We have nothing to show for it. I mean, we, we, won, we won the East um, – what was it last season, not this past season, but the season before that. Um, but beyond that, we went out in the second round. So like to your point, you know, do we just keep tolerating first round, second round losses in the playoffs? Um, or, you know, I, I think if we were still bringing back the same core group, if we were still seeing progress, if, you know, these players and the families that, part of the way that the USL is built and, and especially the hounds is built that you start to establish relationships with these players and these families. Um, you know, Hugh Roberts is a prime example who sort of like bounced around and we're still in contact with just like great guy doing great things. Um, I know that's part of the game, but yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, like how much I, I don't have enough of a, a broad perspective and understanding of the league all across different clubs. But I do get the sense that this is a USL thing. I mean, high player high player turnover is a thing. It's it's not it's not exactly unique to the to the Hounds. I, I I from from what I hear about other people who are much more informed about this topic than I am, the way they talk about it is yeah, it's not a problem unique to the Hounds, but the Hounds fall maybe on the wrong side of that spectrum of maybe doing it a bit too much. Um, and so 
I, yeah, I just don't know how much like other clubs are doing this. Well, let's okay. So I don't I don't disagree with that. There's a whole conversation um, that we had in Slack a few weeks back about sort of just the nature of the USL. And actually, I think Justin and Steve touched on it a little bit as well in terms of you know the average age of players and and you know why aren't there more players moving to MLS the same way that you have players going from the Championship in England up to the Premier League. Again, go back and listen to that show. It's a great show, but. I think part of the reason why a lot of fans are frustrated is when you look around the league, right? We like to think of think of ourselves as one of the top teams in the East. That's fine. What teams would you rank ahead of Pittsburgh in the East, Kev? Or what team would you rank ahead of Pittsburgh in the East when you think I about? Mean, it's still, it's still Louisville. It's still like, Louisville. Yeah. yeah, and so. Louisville once again are returning. You, you can make the argument Indy's pushing for that too, I mean, right? But Louisville is returning 15 players from last season, and they were yeah. one of the first teams to announce it. One of their players they're bringing back for the seventh season. Basically, he's been with the team ever since they came into the league. So when you look at that, Louisville is building something completely different than what we're building in Pittsburgh. We are trying to win each season. Louisville is building a franchise. Like, that's 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 just what it is. Yeah. And so... I think that my concern is that Lily, you know, if, and again, this is, we have not heard this straight from him. This is sort of what we've pieced together based on what people have said and what we've seen. If we're playing some form of money ball and we're not building a franchise, then, you know, how much longer can we do that? And I think that my fear is that the tactics of Moneyball, while Lily may be good at them, good enough to get us first, second round in the playoffs, if Lily leaves, what are we left with? Yeah. We have nothing. Like, we're back to square one. Whereas we saw in Louisville, they lost their head coach, but because that core had been around so long, they barely missed a beat. They were right back in the playoffs that season. So... I have little faith that that right now the club is it's not any bigger than one person and that's a whole you know if Lily gets hit by a bust scenario like yeah we're that's hosed. a great point that's a great point I mean yeah it's so much yeah I mean yeah you want to build a functioning system where you have multiple people contributing to this thing that keeps you know the motor running rather than one person with the keys um and once again you see examples of this across all levels of soccer i think of alex ferguson at united you know he goes out and yeah and all the talk was he controlled everything Mm -hmm. and in the modern day of soccer you just you can't do that yeah (laughs) you need multiple jobs doing multiple things and all working in the same direction and pushing the cart in the same way and so yeah no i don't know i mean yeah i get this but uh, yeah i don't know i but like on the flip side of it god it's really nice to hear that we're getting like a super modern modern training complex that's sweet well yeah, <laughs> no, listen i think i think that the the team and tuffy are making a lot of the right decisions i think off the field especially they're making a lot of the right decisions right the 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 development academy is doing fantastic they're building the training facility um you know it sounds like there could be improvements that are coming to highmark stadium like off the field everything looks great but 
it is worrisome that on the field, it feels like every season we come in and we have a one-year plan. And that's mm-hmm. it. And then if the one year doesn't, we scrap it and like we go back to one year. Again, the whole argument can be made that that's how the USL works. You only sign people to two-year deals because, you know, at that point, you have no idea what they're going to do. They could go off. They could try their hand at MLS. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, Louisville just doesn't seem like it's that kind of team. It's a whole bunch of veterans and a few younger guys sprinkled in that know that their ceiling is the USL and they know they're going to be there for a while and they want to collectively get together and win. And the team is willing to support them through that. And we're just not, yes, we beat Louie this year, but like in the long run, you know, we folded in the first round of the playoffs and we basically limped into them. And, you know, teams like Louisville, teams like Tampa that are returning nine players, India retiring nine of their core players. The Red Bulls have announced that they signed two players from last year. That's more than we've heard of. So, like, <laughs> we have no idea who we brought back yet. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. As, as, a, as, a, as a Hounds fan, I want like yeah, we all want to hate Louisville. Like I want to hate Louisville, but I I can't help but have admiration for them. Right, and and that annoys me. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It really annoys me. Yeah, you wish that your team was the one that was behaving that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, now to be fair, I just threw out a bunch of numbers saying that you know India is bringing back nine of their players. In our history, from basically 2019 to 2020, the Hounds brought back nine players. From 2018 to 2019, we brought back eight players. Um, but it's not so much the number of players. It's the quality of players that we're bringing what, what, back. Which ones are they? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, like, Pasher was, you know, brought back for Indy. Whereas we're like, Ryan James, have fun in Birmingham. Like, you know, okay. it's it's that kind of thing. Right. Um, or Nico Brett, have fun in Birmingham. When, like, Nico was our leading goal scorer that season. Right. So, yeah, I think, you know, one of the one of the things that was sort of floated out there was how how do you establish that continuity? How do you protect yourself so that if, you know, Lily gets hit by a bus or, or Lily decides to, you know, leave and take his wares elsewhere? Um, it, you know, one of the suggestions that somebody had was the Hounds need a GM. Like not a, not a stadium GM like we've had in the past, but like a GM of the club. And while Lily can focus on the year to year, the GM is looking a decade out and trying to plan for what the future is. So it'll be very interesting. Would you want a GM? I think I would. I mean, I wouldn't mind a GM, you know, me too. Yeah. Like, you know, basically the role is to, like we said, keep an eye on the team, keep an eye on the finances, make sure that, you know, we're sort of buying the players that we should be buying. And Um, keep a running identity. Yeah. Yeah. To make sure that, you know, because, you know, the GM, from my understanding of it, um, or a director of soccer or, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, um, is the one that makes, you know, short lists for, okay, when, when Lily leaves, mm-hmm. who's our top five? Yeah. Who are we bringing in? And we're not relying on, you know, the likes of Dave Brandt to be like, hey, I hear Lily is, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, and, and, you know, and to understand that, okay, these five managers fit in with a certain, you know, they operate in a culture that 
we know we've built ourselves right. and can just come right in and and they'll like the players that we generally have as a core group and um no i mean i once again going back to the wider realm of, realms of of soccer and football i mean a lot of managers now like a, a lot of a lot of the you know clubs with oodles and oodles of money yeah they all have directors and 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 like all the managers like yeah like i've always worked under a GM or a director. This is nothing new. Like I'm okay with this. This is good. Right. You know, it, they're they're stewards of of the club, and yeah. So I, I I mean, it would be great. I don't, but yeah. If I don't if I don't know managers' names, I cer- certainly don't know directors. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, and I don't know how common GMs are in the USL. Like yeah. I, I think that there are some teams that have them. Um, you know, on some degree though, I don't even. I, I don't really even care about that point because like if it's the right thing to do, it's the right thing to do. Like I don't right. care if this is unprecedented for the USL or whatever. If the, you know, let, let's innovate. Let's be the club that continues to do the right things at our level to make us, you know, have the best, best chance possible. Well, I mean, the other thing was that, well, I think it was just a few years ago that uh, again, this gets back to a previous episode, but I think it was Francois we signed and then we immediately turned around and sold his rights to Ottawa. Like we were like the first team in the USL to really do that. So to see players like Robbie Mertz, Tommy V, Ryan James ostensibly go on a free, like the, the whole conversation that, that Justin and Steve had about, you know, like, well, why don't we sign USL players to like four or five year contracts? And then if they go to MLS, make MLS, pay a fee to get their rights and the the problem is is that for mls that's too risky they're they're Mm -hmm. better off taking a shot at a young guy that they don't have to pay a fee for and could turn out to be the exact same thing than trying to take a guy from the usl but that's not to stop you know if ryan james wants to leave for birmingham or birmingham really wants ryan james make them pay a a transfer fee for him like why not sign some of these guys that who sort of have established that their ceiling is usl championship Sign them a longer term deals. These like one year with one year option. Yeah. It makes it tough for fans. And I mean, look, at this point, when you're winning on the field, when you are trying to build your stadium, when you're trying to build the training facility and all of that, the missing ingredient, the thing you need is you need fans. So if you're doing stuff that's like turning, you know, potential fans potential long-term fans away you need to start asking like well is there something we should do to change that because winning Mm -hmm. isn't just always going to bring back people um it's or and but and then also there are certain things like creating a long-lasting identity um that encourages winning as well it's 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 more than just saying what can we do to set us up for for this year right like it having a winning club is more than than that right agreed agreed well um yeah so i mean it sounds like like we said rumor is that there's going to be some news this week about who the hounds are bringing back and to be fair like we as fans are always itching for the latest news like you know as soon as the season's over we want to know who's coming back 
And that's just, that's not how the USL operates. That's not how the hounds operate. So when you start to see like the hounds haven't made any noise, the only noise we hear is from the players themselves saying, thanks, it's been real. And in the same breath, it's like Louisville's bringing back 15 players. You're like, well, come on guys. Like that's the bar. That's like, we want to be there. You want to be there. So how do we get there? And if it's just like, well, we never really do that. Well, like maybe, like you said, Maybe we need to start rethinking and innovating a little bit, and we need to live up to that bar. We need to exceed that bar. You want to beat Louisville at everything they're doing, not sit back and let them get all the spotlight. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what the player news is this week. Um, at this point, I have no idea what to expect. I really, really don't. I mean, when you when you look at sort of the core of the team, like I said. I, it's Tommy V in the back. It, it's James, Kenny, Robbie. Like, you could almost guarantee Kenny's going to be back. I say this, and then he's not going to be back this year. And does it's Kenny just... have a Twitter and Instagram that we know of? Should <laughs> no. we be checking that? He does. He's never on the, at least, Twitter. So, um, so yeah, it just I, – I, I don't even want to guess or speculate at this point as to who's going to be back, who's not going to be back. Um, Especially if we're going to hear it so soon. Yeah, but, you know, I, you love to hear when there are, you know, players that you have relationships with. Toby has signed with uh, Phoenix, so good for Toby going out to the powerhouse out west. They seemed really excited to get him. Um, that's another one where it's like really good player, really young talent, great personality, would have been great for the city, but, like, let him go because he could make more money elsewhere. And it's just like, oh, guys, because, um, yeah. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but a lot of the a lot of the team is the personalities in the team, and that's what people get behind. Um, you don't see perfect, per- perfect soundbite. Okay, that's, that's all right. good. You just want me yeah. to end there? Is that it? Yes. Because otherwise, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> all right, I'll just end there. All right, so that's that's what we think, um, and it sounds like you know the the sentiment around the team or around sort of the fans is similar. There was a lot of Steel Army members saying that they were going to support the Steel Army. They're looking forward to just being with the Steel Army again whenever that can happen, regardless of you know who the team is on the field. I think the fact that, like you said, that we're in this situation is a very privileged situation. We're not bottom feeders in the league. Um, we're not we're, going bust. We're not going bust. Uh, but I think that this is a very important thing to consider in terms of taking the next step. Um, and, and us as fans are, we, we are now at the, it's a good thing that we as fans expect more of this club moving forward. Yeah. It's a good thing that we're all, we want to like start reading the next chapter. Yes. If we didn't care, you'd have a problem. So like, yeah, yeah. this was a good chapter. We enjoyed reading it, but we're, we're kind of, it's getting a little long and we want to, we want to read the next chapter. I feel like that was in reference to the show, not so much the stuff. Oh so no! <laughs> I think we've nailed this. Okay. I think there, absolutely no one can have a problem with us, and absolutely no one on Twitter can can find any holes about anything that we found or said. That is at Kevin underscore Spark. No, I don't even know what your Twitter handle is. I don't know why I started to say that. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, there you go. Um, so that's what we think. Let us know what you think. Obviously, a lot of you have let us know what you think already. We appreciate all the feedback and uh, and kind words. Um, like I said, we're still trying to figure out a schedule here for the offseason. Um, hopefully, we'll announce some players. Maybe we'll get some players on the on the phone to talk about 
you know, what it means to come back and what their thoughts are, you know, on sort of the, you know, you get a deal and then you're gone to go make more money elsewhere and what they would, you know, what they would expect. So, uh, so yeah, look forward to that. Um, otherwise, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, yeah, I, you know, typically we have like the whole read and th- I'm just going to say, have a great holiday. We may talk again before Christmas. We may not. Christmas, uh, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year's, who knows? But uh, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers.